Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Kids and Corona. Um, in, in our journey this week, we're looking at the emotional impact on children and what we can do and shouldn't do in order to help the emotional environment. And later on in the week, what children can do for themselves. I want to start off with a story. There was a three-year-old, four-year-old girl and she used to sleep really, really well. But then in the summer, she used to wake up with night terrors, screaming, screaming, screaming. And her mother would ask her what the problem was and she was just so distressed she couldn't even say what was wrong with her. And then one night, her mother came in right at the very beginning and her little girl was screaming, close the window, you're letting in the draft. Close the window, you're letting in the draft. And then her mother realised what the problem was. During the winter and the springtime, every morning, every night before she went to bed, she'd say to her little girl, we have to shut the window, otherwise we're going to let in the draft. She didn't know what the draft was. And she'd conjured up in her mind, or little girl had, that it was a monster or an animal. Because the mother never explained. We have to be careful with what we say, who's listening, to whom we're saying it. Because we might be saying things or opinions or what's going to happen or what has happened that is too much for our children to understand. And they won't necessarily ask you. They might, but then again, they might not. Maybe you didn't even realise that they were listening, so you didn't know they'd heard. So we have to make sure that we're creating a safe environment. In this day and age, um, particularly with people who in their homes have access to maybe the internet or a computer or listen to the radio a lot or have television. And I'm not saying that any of those things, you have to decide for yourselves whether you want them or not, but it does expose children to events and concepts that might be beyond their comprehension. So that's number one. Be careful what you say, how you say it, who's listening and to whom. Number two, deal with the here and now. Let's deal with today. We don't know what's going to be, could be, should be. Are we going back to school? Are we not going back to school? What's it going to be like? We're going to have to wear masks forever. Nobody's ever going to have a wedding, etc., etc. We don't know. But what we do know is what today is. And today we're here and today we're schooling at home. And today mummy and daddy are around. Daddy's not here. He's busy working. Whatever it is, let's do what we've got today. And that helps the children feel secure in they know what's going to happen in the very, very near future. Number three, stay positive, which isn't easy. But children will pick up from you your attitude towards what's going on. If we're finding it very difficult and we're not able to hold back our frustration or our anger or our concern, children will pick that up. So if you can reserve that for out of earshot of children and when you're with the children, you are as positive as you can be, it will help them. The next point is to restrict the news. 
So that's not only about talking about what's going on. Children don't need to know every detail. I mean, quite a number of adults have told me they listen to the news once a day just to get a catch up. They, but children are definitely don't need, they don't need to know the terrible numbers in the UK that we're suffering with the numbers of deaths. Just restrict the news. You're looking to build up resilience. You're looking to stay positive so that we can get through this. We're not going to say things that we can't say or the children really shouldn't hear. And tomorrow we're going to look at actually active things we can do to help the emotional security of our children. Have a really good day.